0: Welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series, which can be heard on VHHA.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get podcasts. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, the World Podcast Network, and the Family Podcast Network. And we're on the radio each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, 107.7 FM and 8.20 a.m. across Central Virginia and 16.50 a.m. in Hampton Roads and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHG.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHG.com. And with that housekeeping out of the way, today we're excited to be joined by Dennis Haley, the Director of Quality Management at Carillion Clinic, who in a former life was a professional athlete. He joins us for a conversation about his pro football career, his current work in healthcare, and more. So with that, welcome to the show, Dennis. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's our pleasure. In the intro a moment ago, I just shared a very brief summary of your professional life on the field and in a healthcare setting. We'll cover that in more depth in a bit. But first, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself a bit more for the benefit of our audience. Your story, I gather, starts in the Roanoke and Salem, Virginia areas, which is heading towards the southwest region of the state for those not familiar with the geography. So let's start there I wonder if you could just tell us about your family and the community that shaped you and instilled values in you that I imagine still guide you today. In short, what are the essential things you would want a stranger to know about you as a person?
1: Yeah, again, thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, for- born and raised in the Roanoke, Virginia area. And I say area with a slash because I was born and grew up in Roanoke until I was about in the third grade. And then I moved over to the Salem area where I went through elementary, middle school, and high school. My parents, Andrea Haley and Kenneth Haley, are both born and raised in the Roanoke, Virginia area, fellow graduates of Lucy Addison High School. So really rich history and Roanoke Valley ingrained in me and fortunate and blessed to, you know, to have that in me and have my parents just have that Roanoke Valley cultural and background.
0: Absolutely. We referenced Salem. You mentioned it just a moment ago, and it was there that you had Gridiron and Hardwood Glory winning three state championships in football, playing as a running back and later a linebacker and one state basketball championship. From there, you attended UVA before carving out a career in the National Football League and the Canadian Football League for a handful of years, including a stint with the Baltimore Ravens. If you would, could you tell us about your athletic pursuits and maybe one or two career highlights from those days?
1: Yes. Playing football at Salem High School was an amazing journey. We were a dominant powerhouse coming through when I was in high school. um, I was fortunate to win three state championships in football under Coach Willis White, who was a Hall of Fame coach throughout the state of Virginia, and then also won a state championship in basketball. So we were really fortunate and blessed and just some great experiences playing athletics in high school and from high school I went on to the University of Virginia was able to receive a full athletic scholarship and my time in Virginia was amazing um, I was recruited in my first year under the Hall of Fame coach of George Welsh George Welsh and his staff recruited me there and I had the amazing opportunity to have a have a year with him and then he retired and Al Groh um, and his staff came along for my next four years so I'm um, really good coaching tradition that I was fortunate to be up under and and the coaching staff and the, the culture of UVA and just the tradition of UVA. I really loved it and enjoyed my time there.
0: And then can you tell us just a little bit more about your professional athletic pursuits?
1: Yes. So from UVA, I was blessed to go to the New York Jets. I was an undrafted free agent. So the road travel was a little harder and to get to that point. But really had the opportunity to go to New York and play under Herm Edwards, who was there, played linebacker. And then from there, I went on to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I was with the Ravens for three years and played behind and played with some great players such as Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Deion Sanders, Jamal Lewis, just to name a few. So really had an amazing experience there. And then From there, I went on to San Francisco and played with the 49ers. And from the 49ers, I went to Canada. I played with Hamilton Tiger Cats, which was on the East Coast side by Toronto for a year. And then I went over to the BC Lions, which was in Vancouver. So I was able to travel the world and travel all throughout the country and have some great, amazing opportunities.
0: Well, it sounds like quite the journey. You mentioned Herm Edwards, and anytime his name comes up, that, that famous line, you play to win the games, is, <laughs> is, is what automatically comes to my mind. You chronicled some of this journey in the book that you wrote a few years ago called The Playback, The Art of Dreaming, where you discuss not just the high points, but also the challenges you face during your athletic career. And this, of course, is a reminder for everyone that life's journey can often be difficult, but those difficulties can also strengthen and define us. In writing the book, I I wonder what life lessons did you want to convey to people who are reading it?
1: Yes. Um, thank you for mentioning that. You yeah, have the playbook, The Art of Dreaming. And the point of me writing that book was just to be able to express my trials and tribulations and my wins and losses. And what I wanted to convey and I hope people got from the book is that life's not easy at any stage, high school, college after professional, and even I go into the book as to my journey after my professional career. So really, it just goes into life lessons of never giving up you know, know your worth, know what your goals are, never stop dreaming because a dream is a starting point And then you have to put the steps in place to achieve your goals and your dreams. And throughout the book, I go and I kind of outlayer some pillars of success and what it takes to be successful and what it took for me to be successful. And again, everybody's road is different that they travel, but we all have obstacles and we all have trials and tribulations that we have to overcome. And we just have to have that mindset that no matter what comes our way, we are going to succeed and we're going to continue to pass forward and continue to be successful.
0: I love the way you stated that, that a dream is a starting point, and then you have to take the action steps necessary to accomplish it. That's great advice and really a great outlook on life. I want to talk a little bit more about football as a way to transition into your post-football career. For fans who watch games, it might sometimes get lost in the shuffle about how consuming the work and preparation is for professional athletes, from practice to fitness and training sessions and film study and positional group meetings and so much more. Suffice it to say, it takes more than just physical prowess and technique to play at the highest level. It also takes a lot of study and, frankly, brain power. It's also important to bear in mind that the average career span for professional athletes is only a few short years and not everyone earns enough money to last a lifetime. Many retired athletes have second careers in other fields. Some, like former NFL players Myron Roll and Laurent DeVerney tardif have retired early and actually became physicians after attending medical school. All of this is sort of a long-winded way of asking you about your career in healthcare. So I wonder if you would, as you talk about sort of the steps in your life's journey, tell us about your role at Carillion Clinic and also about those steps that you took along the way to prepare you for your post-playing career.
1: Yeah, definitely. So my role right now is quality uh, management director with the Department of Medicine. My road to get to where I am today was, as I stated, was not easy. When I got done with my playing career, I did not have a plan. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life outside of football. So it took me a while to just really sit with myself, understand who I am outside of football, because that was my life and that was consuming my life prior to when I was done, and just understand what I wanted to do. And I'm definitely a people person, and I really um, engage with people and understand them. And when I got done with playing football, I got into my first career was manufacturing. I worked with several companies, Volvo, PepsiCo. And in that role, I really took grab of the continuous process improvement, Lean Six Sigma type tools Mm -hmm. for that work. And that was how I transitioned into healthcare, just I came into healthcare as a continuous improvement consultant with my first role with family and community medicine, and just having that experience with the frontline staff, developing processes, developing wins, ways that they can win and improve their day with with efficiency. So that's how I got my start into the role that I am now.
0: Well, that's an interesting pathway that you took, and I appreciate you sharing that. Today, you're a married father of three. You were recently honored by Salem High School for your exploits as a student-athlete. You're active in your community. It's a fascinating journey and it's far from complete at this point. This is a big philosophical question, but what has experience taught you about the keys to life?
1: And the experience has just taught me that. Life is life, and you have to take it one day at a time. Tomorrow's not promised, and I know that firsthand. You know, it's just an opportunity for me, myself, to be better than I was yesterday. Um, I have three beautiful daughters. Um, one will be 16 tomorrow. My other one's 14, and then my youngest is 10, so I have two high schoolers and a fifth grader. And, you know, with that comes just... Dedication to yourself to be better. My wife, Kimberly Haley, I am blessed to have her by my side throughout every step of my journey. We were married 18 years on the 23rd of April. So she's been with me through college all the way to now. And she's seen the wins and losses that we've taken together. And, you know, I will say there's always probably more losses than wins. But, you know, when you do something together as a family and you have that dedication and that desire to just be better today than you were yesterday, I think it takes you a long way.
0: Absolutely. Well, happy belated anniversary and happy (laughs) sweet 16 to your daughter as of tomorrow. Right. (laughs) So before we let you go, Dennis, I do want to thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. And we do have a tradition here on the Patients Come First podcast to ask our guests a pair of personal questions to give listeners a little bit more of a sense of who they are beyond their work. To keep things interesting, we have a list of 10 mystery questions. So if you would, please choose two numbers between 1 and 10, and then I'll ask you the corresponding questions.
1: Uh, Let's go with 1 and 7.
0: Okay, 1. In the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be?
1: Mm, My last meal would be pepperoni and sausage pizza
0: it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good one and then number yep. seven if you could choose one superpower to have or any one skill to instantly master what would it be and why That's a good question
1: one superpower to have would be to be invisible now, I would say to be invisible, sometimes you just want to be a flaw on the wall. You mm-hmm. just want to sit and you, you don't want to be noticed and you just want to take in and listen and understand and learn. And I think that'd be a cool superpower to have sometimes.
0: Makes sense to me. Well... With that, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are available. We want to once again thank our guest, Dennis Haley of Carillion Clinic for joining us today. So thank you. No, thank you for having me.